Welcome to Boardroom Breakdown, a weekly show where we dive into delegates and projects pushing the frontier of DAO governance. Join us to learn from the leaders and innovators in this rapidly emerging space. Welcome everyone to another edition of Boardroom Breakdown. I'm your host, Juan Escavel. I help lead all things content over at Boardroom. Boardroom Breakdown is a series of live discussions where we dive into delegates and projects pushing the frontier of DAO governance. What exactly are delegates? Delegates are people whom others have delegated their voting powers to with the hopes of them voting in their best interest. Like I said, this space is scheduled for 30 minutes. And if time permits, we will have a short Q&A at the end. So if you have any questions, please save them for the end. This space is also being recorded and will be uploaded later as a podcast or playback. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by leading delegates, Chi256. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Awesome. Why don't we begin by introducing yourselves and what you focus on at Sheet 256 uh, Anika, you want to go ahead and get started? Yeah, that would be great. Um, my name is Anika. I have been leading the governance initiative within Sheet 256 um, since about October of last year in 2021. Um, and I'm also here with Lata, who is, um, can introduce herself now. Yeah, uh, thanks, Annika. I joined uh, the C56 governance team uh, earlier this year and um, mainly looking at Optimism, but obviously all of the other projects we're delegates for as well, uh, ENS, Uniswap, Compound, and Hop2. Beautiful. And and what exactly, for those that may not know, what exactly is She256? G256 is the actually the first uh, nonprofit in the crypto space to be tackling issues of diversity and inclusion. And we have a series of initiatives, um, including a job board to connect um, underrepresented minorities with uh, jobs in the crypto space who are um, either first coming into the space or have been in it for a while. We also have... Um, a initiative called Kamarabi, which supports um, founders for crypto projects who are underrepresented minorities. And besides that, um, the governance initiative is is one of the other big initiatives. Uh, I see Meta just joined us. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do over at She256 real quick for us, please? Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Meta. I'm one of the co-founders of She256. Um, sounds like Anika already gave a great intro, um, but... I basically work on like managing a lot of our like funding. I work with Sarah Reynolds, who's my co-founder on kind of setting up new initiatives. I spend most of my time on Komarebi, which as Anika mentioned, is like this venture DAO focused on investing seed and pre-seed capital into female and non-binary crypto founders. Um, but in general, I kind of just like do all of the things. <laughs> I'm, I'm also here, um, but in general, we'll just let Anika and Lata kind of take the floor. Um, yeah, and I'm hiding behind the Sheet 256 icon. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that Sarah behind the, the Sheet 256? Yes. Okay, yes. awesome. Welcome. Good to have you. Uh, so, so why don't we get into the delegation? How long has Sheet 256 been a delegate for? We first started participating in governance in November of 2021. Uh, we started out with some delegations for Uniswap and Compound from A16Z and then several community delegations um, uh, after, shortly after the ENS airdrop. And so those are our three main protocols we've been participating in since 
November. And we've more recently taken on Optimism and Hop as they've had um, their airdrops more recently. So we um, have been participating in those two projects since the beginning as well. And, and so real quick, just to take a step back, why become a delegate? Why, why does she 256 want to become a delegate? Yeah, I think the governance initiative actually filled an interesting gap in um, between several of the other initiatives that we have. I mentioned the job board, which is kind of for newer folks in crypto. Kamarabi is for um, more seasoned folks who have who are who are now founding companies. Um, governance is a great initiative that uh, kind of is in the middle. For it's it's for people who want to get involved and. We're not actively job searching or looking um, for uh, new opportunities in the crypto space, but want to get more involved in contributing and learning about um, how protocols are set up and how they're governed. And it um, additionally gives us the ability to represent our community at the governance level, which we believe is super important because um, there's, there's not too many delegates kind of focused on the same mission and values that we have. And that kind of um, gives a uh, gives folks who want to delegate to an organization like us the opportunity to kind of feel uh, values aligned with the, the delegates that they, they um, entrust with their votes. Uh, totally. And, and so you mentioned earlier a few of the projects that you're delegates for. How did you, go, how did you all go about you know, choosing these specific projects? Uh, like what type of goals you have for those projects? You mentioned values as well. What what are some of those values that you that you want to implement? Yeah, um, so we actually just published a blog post a few days ago on um, our voting philosophy and values. Um, th- these have been semi um, informal since the beginning of our initiative, but we more uh, with this blog post more formalized them. Um, but they include empowerment, equity, accountability, and democratizing access. And we think that the um, various protocols we've gotten involved with, um, they themselves encompass a lot of these values by, for example, um, optimism, making um, making Ethereum more accessible to users by reducing transaction fees or, um, or Uniswap kind of being a, a super standard protocol that um, uh, like enables users to um, to have more access to uh, interacting with protocols in a way that is not super complicated and doesn't have a super high barrier to entry. So I think a lot of these protocols that we've taken on um, provide some some big um, step forward and in, in these values that we have in terms of the overall crypto space, either making it more democratic or more accessible to users and um, and things like that. Totally. And, and what are some of these uh, highlights from your from your time as delegates? What are some some of the initiatives or proposals that you could point to and, and, and be proud of? Good question. We um, I think what we've had a lot of fun with kind of formalizing is um, just our generally our governance process and um, how we kind of come to the decisions that we do. I think this um, set of philosophies that we formalized that I mentioned has been really helpful for that, but we've kind of figured that out as we go. So 
some that I immediately come to mind, um, and Lata, feel free to jump in afterwards, um, is the um, is the voting for who participates in meta governance for ENS, for example. Kind of um, a lot of community members basically apply to um, take on positions in the like meta governance space for ENS, and we kind of vote on folks um, who we believe kind of encompass our values. And um, I think that that was one of the more kind of nuanced votes that we participate in because it's not just a a yes or no answer, um, but there's a lot of kind of factors to consider. And um, more recently with the um, optimism funding grants, basically there's a, a series of projects requesting funding from, from optimism for, um, for kind of working on public goods and um, various projects that are supposed to increase kind of the, um, or that are supposed to directly contribute to optimism and their discussions there as well have had to consider a lot of things um, such as like how, how the project is directly contributing, but also whether the projects are um, asking kind of for the funding for the right reasons. And um, I'll actually let Lata talk about that since she's specified more in in optimism. But I think that's been an interesting one as well. Uh, Yeah, definitely would agree. And uh, as there's been quite a few rounds uh, of voting cycles within optimism, um, we're starting to see uh, similar patterns emerging, uh, which has been really interesting for us as we develop kind of our thesis around public goods funding and what that should look like. so, for example, uh, like when projects are asking for product development, thinking about that from first principles and whether that is in line with the spirit of what optimism funding uh, is supposed to do. Totally. And, and so what it sounds like is the development of a lot of, you know, voting frameworks. And, and that kind of exactly. leads to my next question, which is like how... How does Sheet 256 uh, handle uh, DAO governance? So the nature of governance is it's quick, it's quickly moving. Um, so what does the internal processes of the team look like? Uh, can you can you paint a picture for us? Yes, definitely. Um, so I think one thing we've learned is is governance is generally just messy and kind of all over the place. Um, but we we do our best, obviously, um, being a completely a nonprofit and volunteer based organization. Um, but I think the the difficult part of it is sometimes these votes have like a two or three day turnaround and getting consensus across a whole team is not always, um, it is viable to like only a certain extent. But um, our process is we have a governance call once a week. And we discuss any open proposals and any other topics related to governance initiatives that we're hoping to get more involved with or have, um, have coming up. And we, um, uh, I've personally come to really enjoy these conversations. Um, I think it's, it's been interesting. Our team is composed of, um, of a variety of different experience levels within the web three crypto space. Um, we have folks who come from different backgrounds, like ex lawyer, um, developers, people who invest. And so, I think the diversity of experiences that come to these conversations is really useful for helping us come to um, come to decisions that feel thoughtful and um, 
well, yeah, well, well thought through. And so in those weekly calls, we try to come to consensus, but we oftentimes handle um, certain votes and decisions offline or asynchronously and offline as well. Um, but that's, that's the main thing process wise. And once we do kind of come to a consensus, we, um, are able to submit those votes on chain or off chain, whatever is, um, relevant to that specific vote. And we also try to get more involved with conversations like earlier before they're in the voting stage, kind of being active in forums, um, the governance forums, as well as, um, generally just interacting with the community as best as we can and building up relationships with the the folks at the various protocols. So um, yeah, anything you'd like to add to that, Lata? Yeah, I think you summarized it uh, really well. But um, the only thing I would add is obviously there's a wide range of proposals we're looking at from quite technical compound proposals to some more sweeping governance proposals, uh, for example, in ENS, which can be more akin to traditional like, governance generally. So having uh, people on the team who are both developers and have that more technical insight as well as the insights from the traditional uh, government side is actually really helpful for covering kind of the wide range that we see at the moment uh, in different proposals. That's great. It sounds like the, the diversity within, you know, where your team obviously helps and leads you to to cover as many domains and expertise as, as possible, which is which is great. Does, does the team uh, handle like one person, one protocol, or is it just kind of all hands on deck? Because I know I've spoken to a lot of different teams that do governance, and, and it's kind of a mixed bag as far as their approach. Yeah. Um, so the the one person per protocol has tended to work. Well, um, as we've expanded to additional protocols, it's not exactly a one-to-one relationship. And we we do have some amount of kind of all hands on deck. Um, But I think having someone who just kind of is paying attention to what's happening in a protocol, like more hands-on is useful because um, a lot of times these conversations like materialize into votes. very quickly, or we uh, might just miss something if we don't have someone kind of have their eyes on a specific um, protocol. So I think it is a little bit of a mix. Awesome. And you mentioned forum activity and of course, voting activity. How does She256 think about... I know you just put out this piece, wonderful piece, everyone should go read after this uh, call. Uh, how does She256 convey and communicate their activity to, the, to, you know, to their delegators? Right. Um, so she 256 as an org, we have a Discord channel and we have a public governance channel within that. And we try to be as transparent as possible with um, our voting and how we're thinking about things. And our notes from our weekly meetings are um, publicly available as well. So we, we have those all um, kind of there for people to, to look at and kind of um, chime in when possible. Like we, we try to, when we come to consensus or even beforehand, we try to solicit opinions from the community. Um, and it's um, open for anyone to comment on or, or give their thoughts. And um, beyond that, we, we also like to um, create, do and have initiatives that are focused on more of the democratizing access um, piece of it where we kind of do more educational content and 
we've had a, a few calls where we've um, kind of given an educational overview of some of the protocols, but hoping to get more involved with that piece as well. So the way that it sounds like it's structured is the team makes the decisions, but how do you how do you think about so you usually you vote alongside your community, right? That's kind of what, what the sense I'm I'm making. Um, is there has there been ever been a time where there might be a difference in in, in point of view? That's a good question. Um, we don't um, oftentimes get too much back and forth with the community. I think how it's kind of settled out is a lot of people. Um, who delegate to us kind of trust the the govern the core governance team um, for decision making on behalf of the larger community, but um, I guess back to like the ENS like um, voting for 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 example the the working groups who um, so so when people were um, trying to apply to those working groups and get selected, there was a whole voting process around that and. It turns out we had um, a few actually like larger C two D six community members who were actually um, applying to be in those positions and kind of soliciting, um, like, uh, or or basically reaching out to us to see whether we would be in support of um, voting for that for them to be in those positions. And um, I think that was. Um, that that was an overall just positive thing because it was exciting to have other C256 members um, be interested in getting more involved with the protocols. And um, it, it kind of is a step in already vetting these people that they are in line with our values and um, would represent kind of the, uh, the hopes that we have for the protocol moving forward. Um, but logistically, we, we had those people kind of attend one of our governance calls and be able to participate in the conversation, but also um, kind of step out for the final say in the vote itself um, because we don't want to have some sort of conflict of interest. But um, I think it was it overall went very smoothly in, in that regards. Yeah, totally. It seems that G256 really leads with um, values. And, and when the community is also aligned with those values, it, it makes this whole process from top to bottom uh, a lot smoother. Um, on that note, I kind of want to switch over to some more philosophical governance questions. Um, how would you define a good delegate? Yeah, um, I think good delegates are are generally um, have some sort of methodology around just how they vote, who they're representing, what their intentions are. Um, I think it's important to just have a general philosophy around kind of like, why are you a delegate? Um, what are you hoping to accomplish? And who do you represent at the end of the day? And um, in terms of like the the higher level of picture of governance, I think it's important to have a lot of accountability for delegates and have a lot of opportunities for people to get insight into what the um, people uh, the the organization or the individual who they've delegated their votes to um, are doing and how they're making their decisions. Um, I think part of that falls on the delegates to be transparent, but part of that falls on kind of building these tools um, at a meta governance level that kind of provide that insight into what delegates are doing and making um, making delegation and redelegation easier, which is something that boardroom is doing, which is great. Um, and I, I think like 
Um, yeah, actually, I'll stop there. Lata, do you have anything else you would add to that? Yeah, I think definitely agree uh, with what you said so far and kind of building on it. I think generally uh, not following the crowd. Uh, I think there've been a few times for our team, especially where we've looked at a proposal, thought about which way we wanted to vote. It wasn't necessarily the way that the majority of people were voting. And instead of just thinking, oh, maybe, you know, we're missing something, but sticking by exactly our values, our thought process and voting sometimes against the crowd um, is also really important, I think, because ultimately, like more people participating in decision making is better with fewer blind spots and fewer mistakes, but that doesn't work if um, you're not thinking independently. That's wonderful. It's a good list. So I'm hearing clear communication and values, accountability, um, insights, conviction, uh, diversity of thought, all of those traits help you become a, a general well-rounded delegate. That's awesome. So, so how do we keep these delegates accountable? What have you seen? What are the incentives that, that kind of lead to this right behavior? What have you seen along your journey? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think um, it's a space that's still evolving quite a bit. Um, and I, I think the tools are fairly early on as well in terms of what um, provides insight into people's voting. Um, but uh, again, like uh, tools like um, Masari Governor, but Boardroom as well, just like um, seeing a list of how people are voting and um, how active people are being in, um, in the discussion as well. I think like we as governance delegates have like started to notice there's uh, certain people who speak up quite often within governance forums and I think um, just naturally have built up a lot of ethos around like their ability to critically think and make decisions. And um, I think uh, even just like formalizing that in some capacity would be interesting to kind of be able to get a better sense of, um, yeah, who all is participating in these conversations in a really productive way and um, who, who all is uh, seems to be like incentive aligned and in, in the ways that um, me as someone delegating my tokens would be uh, interested to see. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, I, I feel like the explicit examples, um, I don't know, Lata, do you have specific examples that you can think of? Um, yeah, I think that generally providing like open channels of communication uh, to delegates so that individuals who have delegated if they want to understand a bit more why you voted a certain way is definitely one way of providing an avenue for that. I think generally, obviously compared to traditional, the political world, there's a much faster feedback loop as you don't have to wait years for the next election cycle. You can redelegate your votes um, pretty much instantly with something like boardroom. And I think that as a feedback loop will be really useful for delegates to know if they're voting in line with their community and also for the community to speak out and I guess kind of rage quit if um, someone they've delegated to has voted against uh, their values and philosophies that they've been uh, touting. Totally. So, so open channels of, of, of information, uh, clear data, 
Also, the social pressure side of things. Uh, obviously, governance by nature is very relationship driven, um, which is you know, which is awesome. So, I, I want to you know zoom out and go at ten thousand feet. What does DAO governance do right today, in your opinion? There's a lot of wrongs, but what kind of things are are, are going great, in your opinion? Lata, do you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, happy to start. Um, I do think, yeah, as you've kind of said, when you're a bit too close um, to the forefront, you can sometimes miss like exactly what's being done right because you're focusing on what needs to get fixed. I think like just theoretically, the fact that it gives a voice to all stakeholders is transformative when compared to Web2 and that alone should not be dismissed. Um, I also think governance today is quite transparent. I think it's quite hard to sometimes find the information because there's so many governance forums, Discord channels, but it's there and it's available um, for actually anyone, not just all participants. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And um, I like the willingness of some protocols to kind of experiment with governance as well, like with. Um, Optimism trying out this two-house um, two governance system. I think all of that will be um, important for laying the, the ground for the future. And that kind of lead, led me to my next question. Like, how do, Where do you see governance evolving uh, in the next you know, six months to a year? Obviously, we're, we're speaking to a delegation model. That model is not perfect. <laughs> and we're, we're seeing the, these experiments and, and it's going to evolve over time. And so what are the things on the horizon for, for us to look out for? Yeah, um, I think, like I said, kind of experimenting with um, various governance structures, especially um, balancing kind of the incentives of um, folks focused both more on short-term versus long-term, but also um, focused more on um, like, let's say the, the price of the token versus the protocols kind of... Um, future and like the the things that it's the value it's providing obviously is um is a big important piece and um i I think the role of the the delegates also might we might see that shift over time um right now i think this delegate model has been working well in terms of um, increasing voter participation if um you know the individual who owns just five compound tokens is probably not going to vote on every single proposal. And this delegation model is um, useful for that. Um, But I think there's individuals and organizations involved in in being delegates, and perhaps that will become nuanced over time as well with different um, types of delegates and folks participating in governance. Um, And uh, yeah, I I think there's some discussion kind of as well in, in kind of how do we handle off-chain versus on-chain voting and um, how does that uh, kind of impact the security model of these these votes themselves, but um, what, what kind of makes most sense for making voting actually um, accessible, not super expensive, and, and things like that as well. So I think that's all kind of on the horizon. Yeah, definitely agree with that um, for sure. And... I also think that there's currently a bit of a tension between achieving consensus before taking action and individuals being able to take initiative. And so it'll be interesting to see how that develops going forward. 
uh, as well. All, all wonderful callouts. I appreciate that. Uh, I want to go back to Sheet 256 as we uh, wrap up. What's next for Sheet 256 governance? Um, how big do you want to go? Are you going to add more projects? What's What's next for you for y'all? It's a great question. Uh, we have lots of different plans. Um, I think it's a matter of priorities. I obviously we'd love to be involved with voting and um, several different protocols and. Um, being way more involved in the governance forums and writing our own proposals and writing more blog posts. I think we um, have a lot of different ideas and it's kind of a matter of capacity and um, how if we're able to kind of scale our team effectively. And um, yeah, I think one thing I'm pretty excited about is to continue um, writing more about our processes and kind of these discussions we've been having today, I think it's really important to kind of um, define the role of a delegate and how decisions are being made at the governance level and kind of that that high level philosophical picture of governance as well. So I think that stuff's all interesting to me, but um, also going deeper into each of the protocols is, um, is always a lot of fun. And for those that are listening and, and listening to the play, playback, what's your pitch? What, why should they delegate to SHE-256? Uh, SHE-256 is um, an organization that I think encompasses a lot more beyond um, w- w- the incentives of the average person in crypto. And I think, uh, I, I would hope that we don't repeat the same mistakes in Web3 that we've made in Web2. And SHE-256 is dedicated to uh, both representing um, underrepresented minorities, but also um, having a fair and non-biased process through which we make decisions that we believe will kind of impact the the future of protocols in a positive way. Um, so that would be my pitch. Love that. Love that. Is there any uh, questions? Now's the time. Uh, raise your hand. I don't see any hands raised. Um, if you have any questions, now's the time. All right. I don't see anything. So any final thoughts or plugs um, from anyone on the team? I think that was a a great pitch for Monica. So I'll let that one speak for me. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, Thanks so much for having us, Juan, and the rest of the boardroom team. It was was a fun conversation and um, we love your product as well. So great, uh, great time. Yeah, I was looking forward to this call, um, especially because you're very mission driven, um, and, I, and we love that. So, um, where can people find more of you? Uh, where should we Where should we point them to? Yeah, um, so the um, our Twitter is probably the most up to date with our governance related stuff. We've been generally posting about um, about this blog post that I mentioned and various other things that have gone on with governance. And if you're interested in diving. Uh, getting kind of actively involved in our governance initiative, I would recommend joining our Discord. Um, there's a, a link from our webpage, she256.org. And um, that, yeah, that would allow you to get kind of deeper, m- more deeply involved with governance itself. Awesome. If you'd like to view, track, and delegate to She256, uh, see the pinned tweet or check the show notes. Uh, and that's this week's boardroom breakdown. Hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Jam, jam.